Do you struggle with self-love or self-trust? Are you looking to get some advice for redirecting negativity and creating a new story for your life? Today, I'm taking you inside a creative coaching session with somebody who's clearing a new path for a fresh start and seeking advice on how to do so. Welcome to Unleash Your Inner Creative with Lauren LaGrasso. I'm Lauren LaGrasso. I'm an award-winning podcast host and producer, singer-songwriter, and multi-passionate creative. And this show is meant to give you tools to love, trust, and know yourself enough to claim your right to creativity and pursue whatever it is that's on your heart. Today's coaching session features creative community member, Jessa Reed. She is a creative, a longtime listener of the podcast, and also the owner of her own cleaning business, which won the Best of the Mountains Award in 2020, taking first place for Best Cleaning Service. She was also the first person in her immediate family to graduate with a BA in psychology. Jessa has gone through a lot in her life, from being a child of divorce and abandonment by a parent, to ending an eight-year relationship, to finding love again after that, and then loss again recently, and having to rebuild her life and business from square one. Jessa came to me with more questions about life than just strictly about creativity. The truth is that sometimes we need to answer very basic questions about self-love and self-trust in order to get to a place where we can try to fully unleash. And this conversation and coaching session reflects just that. From today's chat, you'll learn how to start dropping the charges on yourself, the steps to reframing your thoughts, how to stop self-sabotage, how to find love and excitement from who you are in your creative life, the truth about consistency, and much more. Okay, now let's dive into my coaching session with Jessa Reed. Maybe the best way to start is just to like hear a little bit of where you're at. When you first reached out to me, you were talking about wanting to share your story, to potentially do a podcast. We were talking about coaching you through that. And then I know life has taken some twists and turns since then. So can you ground me in where you are right now? Yeah, let's start out with that. Yeah, right now I am in a space, a very healthy space, living space in the mountains, and I have started my pet sitting and cleaning business back up as one. So just putting my energy into that and making that more than what it has in the past, which tends to be kind of pushed to the side again once personal life presents itself. But yeah, I don't <laughs> I don't know if that's enough information. Yeah. So when did the breakup happen where you moved across the country? Was that in between February and now? That was actually back in April. So in February, I had made the move to North Carolina from New York. And come April, he had decided that I was too much of a distraction from his work. And I had originally planned on coming back to New York just for a visit and he had told me that we should probably go our separate ways because I was just conflicting with his professional life. So I came back here not intending on staying. So that's where I'm at. <laughs> so how are you doing on healing from that experience right now? I would say it depends on the day. I've really, really struggled with it. I've obviously been in relationships but this one was very different. Not one that I would just travel across the country for, not intending on spending my life with him. So I'm really good one day. And then the next time, like, man, I, I miss him. We should try again. I should do the distance. And just kind of struggling with that back and forth at this point. Mm. And it's interesting that the reason that he gave to you 
for the breakup is similar to what you're saying you want for yourself. So you're saying that like you feel like you prioritize your personal life too much and then you let go of your work and that he gave that reasoning to you for the breakup. Do you think that that was true for both of you? I think it was true for him in that he worried the loss of his job, which was pretty significant to him. Prior to that, I mean, I had completely given up my business to, again, move across country. And when I was in that position, I hadn't thought that. But now I'm here and I'm like, I need to invest my time and energy into running the business successfully and not allowing things to regress that growth. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I'm not a psychologist, but there's obviously something here There's some excitement or fulfillment that you're getting from your personal relationships that you're not getting from your creativity or business. I wonder if there's a way to give yourself what you get from relationship or what you perceive you get from relationship from either yourself and or hopefully combination from yourself and your business. What is that desire that you think you're chasing? Obviously, like being in love is it's like an insane feeling that there's nothing like in the world. So we get that. Like we're going to put that to the side. And again, I want you to know, thank you for being so vulnerable. Like I really relate to what you're saying. And I think a lot of people listening are going to relate to what you're saying. And it is a constant question of how do I balance being a person and having a personal life with being a creative, being a business owner And like just what I need as a human being. So what you're saying, I think, is going to help a lot of people. But what is that desire? What is that drive to like throw everything else away and just like dive into another person? And like, yeah, let's just start with that. Yeah, sure. Honestly, I think a lot of it is the excitement of something new. I'm not huge on zodiac signs, but I am a Sagittarius and we are very impulsive. And I've always had that impulsive tendency to, oh, well, that looks like it'll be fun. Let's go for it. So I think I have the tendency of seeking that in people as opposed to what I'm doing, what I'm investing my time into. Or I will find that in the things that I'm invested in, but I'll fall bored or distracted. But I think what you're saying makes a really, really good point in that I am seeking something from man that I could seek and easily get out of business, my creative passions. And I think at this point, that would be to just simply be happy with myself, which is evidently something I struggle with being in this position, and just being okay with the process. So maybe not feeling like, oh, well, I haven't accomplished this today. Oh, no, like I've failed for the day. So honestly, just not beating myself up over the little things that really don't matter at the end of the day. In relationship, do you find yourself, you just mentioned beating yourself up that you're really hard on yourself. Do you find yourself being as hard and nitpicky on the relationship or the person you're in relationship with as you would be on yourself? Absolutely. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Well, at least you're consistent. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, absolutely. I would say maybe not initially, but then once we're comfortable, We all have our expectations, and sometimes we just have to acknowledge that things don't go as planned. Totally. We are only human. So a couple of things I'm getting. Like, you mentioned dropping the charges on yourself. And no matter what, like, I know you weren't as hard on the relationship or as hard on him as you've been on yourself. 
I feel like most people who listen to the pod are like me and you're a longtime listener. So I know I'm never as hard on anyone else as I am on myself. So I think number one, to not want to escape yourself every day, work on dropping the charges on yourself. If your mind tends to go to a certain shame talk, notice it and at least get curious with it. You know, I did an episode a long time ago where I talked about how my therapist said when my most recurrent shame talk came up, which is you're not doing enough. You need to do more. What's wrong with you? You haven't done enough. You're failing. When that comes up, asking that voice inside of me, what do you want for me? Like, what are you really trying to get at? What is the message behind the message? And the message behind the message for me was, I don't want you to give up. So I'm like, okay, well, that's a great message. Shame talk, what you're doing for me right now, like that voice, it's not helpful. It just makes me feel like shit. So when these negative self-talks come up for you, try to get curious around them and ask, what is the message behind the message? Where did it come from? Is it from you? Is it another voice that's been repurposed as your own? And once you get those answers, then one of the things you mentioned in the email when you talked about goals for this session is you wanted to try to reframe some of your thoughts to positivity. I think we have to start with curiosity and then learn about the thoughts and then we can start to transfer them to better thoughts. So, you know, for me, when I have that voice coming up saying I'm not doing enough, asking it what it wants, then finding out that it wants me to not give up. So instead of that, I can tell myself, okay, I want you to keep going. I believe in you. You can do this. You're good enough. You've got what it takes. But I couldn't have gotten to those affirmations had I not asked what was behind the shame talk. Because if you're just like, stop. Yeah, maybe that works for a second, but it's not like a good long-term solution. Do you think that's something you could do? I think that is honestly the perfect advice, especially as an overthinker. I struggle with pulling myself from those intrusive, oh, well, better luck next time thought processes. And so finding the positive in that moment is necessary. So yes, I think that advice is grand in self-growth. Aw, I love that. And then the other thing I heard you mention a couple times is excitement, that in these relationships, you're finding excitement and it's thrilling. It's sexy probably. And it's like, whoa, I can't believe this person likes me. It's everything that it is to fall in love. Like there's only one feeling of that falling in love with another partner. But I wonder, as you start to drop these charges on yourself, what could you find about who you are to fall in love with? What could you find about who you are that's exciting that maybe you haven't explored? I mean, you just said you've incorporated these two businesses. That's so exciting. Like, how thrilling. Like, I don't know that you need to, like, excommunicate this part of your life that craves excitement. Maybe you just need to find ways to seek out the excitement within your life. And if there isn't any, to add a component that makes it more exciting for you. What do you think that could look like and feel like both within yourself and within the business? You are brilliant. <laughs> And this is why I listen to you. I love you. I think that is on point. I honestly think I just have to redirect my seeking that happiness and excitement out of other people and invest that into myself. I have struggled with that. I will admit I struggle with the thought of being eternally alone, even though I know that I won't be and I'm not even in the position that I'm in right now. Yeah. So I think it's just really redirecting that negative thought and seeking that in 
volunteer work or things that aren't going to regress my growth ultimately and being a little more intentional about that investment. Yeah. And just recognizing that like what you're doing is really exciting and it is really brave. And it's something that most people want to do. Most people want to start a business, but don't know how or don't have the courage. Like not only did you start a business and you put in your bio, you were voted the best cleaning services in your area, which is an incredible accolade. You restarted it, which is way harder than starting, by the way. You restarted it and then you added on to it by adding this pet service to it as well. So like, I think gassing yourself up, like think about if you were your friend, you know, you've been through a massive trauma in the past couple months. And instead of just laying down and saying my life is over and crying, you have decided to rebuild your life square by square. I know I don't know you that well, but I'm really proud of you. That took guts. And I want you to be proud of yourself for what you're doing. It's a big deal to leave behind the life you saw for yourself that you thought was going to be your life that you had invested everything into and say, well, okay, guess that's not it. Now what? And not only just ask that question, but go for it and go toward it as hard and as fast as you have. Can you recognize how courageous you are? I think I have my moments again with that like you are doing pretty good and then again something doesn't go quite as planned and I'm like man it's like you could do better but no I honestly think I needed to hear that to shed light on the fact that I could have given up which trust me I thought about it but being back and knowing that I deserve better than what I would have gotten given that was the case I just have to keep pushing on and, and yeah I've got a lot going on right now but I think that's also driving me to keep moving forward at this point. Yeah. You mentioned like some childhood stuff and that you had abandonment when you were young. Yes. Have you done any healing work around that? I haven't. And I know that I should because I think that goes hand in hand with my seeking happiness and enjoyment out of others. And ultimately fearing that abandonment that I invest myself so hard to the point of eliminating everything that I love aside from that person and then don't consider the repercussions of it not going as I hope. Yeah. I'm aware of it. I'll think about it from like time to time, but I have not invested the time that I know I should into being a child of divorce and parent abandonment at 12 years old where I understood what was happening and I know it affected me a little harder than I am willing to acknowledge at times. Yeah. And I mean, I think a lot of times we don't deal with the pain until we are strong enough to deal with it. That might not be right now. Maybe you need to build a little bit more, get yourself more on your feet. But my gut says that a lot of the things that you're asking about originate from that 12-year-old girl who needed to feel safe and that you're still chasing that safety in different ways. This one therapist that I love who was the person that really got me to like go into therapy. She's a licensed psychotherapist, but she had a radio show called The Dr. Jen Show. And she was one of my radio heroes as well. But she would always say this thing that really made me think. And she said, when we are kids and we have somebody in our lives, like a parental figure, who damages us in some way. Like, let's say your parent was an alcoholic. 
a lot of times what happens is your child brain gets stuck in that moment, even as you become an adult, and you don't realize that you're reliving the pattern over and over again, trying to prove by dating people who are like that parent that you're lovable and that you're worth sticking around for and you're worth not going into that addiction for, that if you can just be exactly what they need you to be, that finally that 12-year-old can prove that she was deserving of love and safety and you will be healed. But the problem is until you heal that younger part of yourself, we're every age we've ever been, and until you go back and heal that younger version of yourself, it will just keep playing out in different ways because that part of your brain like didn't evolve. Like It's almost like it's stuck in that moment. And so I do think at some point, if you're able to have the resources and also feel strong enough within yourself to really go back and take care of that younger part of yourself, I think that a lot of these things that you're bringing to the surface will be much easier to at least spot. Like you may still have the tendency, but you can spot it and then correct. I absolutely agree. And even in you just describing that, going back to the abandonment, it was from my father who was also an alcoholic. So you saying that was so relatable in every way. I needed to hear that and I honestly couldn't agree more. I know that the only way I am going to grow as far as that part of my life is to take care of it. Jessa, you're so self-aware. Nothing I'm saying is like shocking to you. You're not like, oh my gosh, how could you say that? Like You're aware of everything. And I think that's such a huge step. Like most of us, we don't know our patterns, let alone why we're acting out our patterns. Like you're already 60% of the way there. It just comes down to like really confronting these things head on with the support of somebody who can help you. That is definitely where I know I am halting that growth in that I haven't sought out that help as far as that goes. I mean, you can be as self-aware as you can possibly be, but that doesn't mean that you are totally willing to allow that growth (laughs) in the moment. I want to give you some grace for that. It is scary. That's why I said you need to be strong enough to start to go through that. I think I would like to see you just like feel a little bit better day to day and have a stronger foundation with what you're trying to do right now because My first therapist, I always call her my starter therapist. She was great. She got pregnant and left me, though. Um, But she opened up the door for my Jessica, the one I've been seeing since like 2017, to come into my life. But she would always say like therapy is great because, you know, when you like break your arm, like let's say you broke your arm and they reset the bone so it heals correctly. But that resetting of the bone hurts like hell. I mean, you're going to scream when it happens. It is a terrible, terrible pain. But if you don't do it, then your bone grows in this weird way and never heals properly. And so she described therapy as the resetting of the bone. In the interim, it hurts more. But then once you get through that resetting, you can actually heal properly. So I think you've been wise to wait until you've been ready. But Now that you have that as a goal, you can start thinking about that. Like, how can I create a strong enough foundation where I feel like I can go through these things and my older self can take care of my younger self and hold her hand through that? No, yeah, I think that's perfect. I will admit that I have had a psychologist for a very short period of time after I left my partner, who was my fiance at the time, and just not understanding what life was, where to go at that point. And... I know I did not utilize that experience the way that I should have. And she also was like, you know, you're very self-aware. 
So even then I was aware. But I think, again, there's that difference in being aware, but wanting to invest the time successfully into changing those habits, behaviors, tendencies. What is a way you think you could just love on yourself a little bit right now? Like, what is something you could do every day to give yourself the loving relationship that you're looking for? How could you be a better partner to yourself right now? Being a little more intentional about acknowledging where I am and that I haven't had it easy these, honestly, the last couple of years, but I tend to neglect that part of myself. So just being more intentional about reminding myself that I, I'm doing great. I'm working toward what I want and I just need to love myself and be kinder to myself Mm. in the end. And maybe just waking up and reminding myself every morning that I've got this. Yeah. And I struggle with those practices, with making them habitual. That's definitely a necessity at this point. Do you think you could commit for two weeks to every morning, the first thing you do when you wake up is say something like this, like what you just said, but I'm just going to paraphrase and you make it your own. Jessa, I love you. You are enough. I believe in you. And you've got this. Keep going toward your dreams. You can do this. I'm getting a little emotional right now. Yes, and I think I need to be better about that. So I am going to, the next two weeks, remind myself I've got it. Yeah, it literally takes two seconds. And I want to say one thing because like, you and I have similar language. You said, I need to be better. I need to be better. You're good. You want to be more consistent. But you're good. You're a good person. You don't need to be better. Just... Think of it not like an obligation, like this like one little thing that takes 20 seconds that you can do to start your day with the love you deserve. I love that, honestly. Yeah. And I wonder if there's something, too, since we were talking about excitement, like what are you most excited about in your businesses right now? Like what is the thing that you get like (gasps) the tingles when you think about? What are you excited about? I think a bunch right now. Just because I'm just getting back into it, just being able to have my own schedule. I didn't feel like I had to wake up at 7 a.m. and go get this done. I had absolutely no timeline today, and all I had was a cleaning, and that felt really good to not feel rushed, to not feel pressed, and to have that freedom. So I would love for you every single day, whether it's in the morning, you could attach it to this morning practice. Or it could be something that happens in the middle of the day. It could be something that happens at night. Whatever time feels good to you. But every single day, I want you to call out, either out loud or in your head or in a journal, one thing in your business or life that you're so effing excited about. That you're just like, woo, I'm doing it. This is new. This is exciting. (laughs) This is igniting the like Sagittarius energy in me. It's making me feel fiery. One thing that you're super excited about. I mean, there's obviously a reason I'm doing this. (laughs) So being more aware of that, I think, is necessary in maintaining that excitement. Definitely. And then I would like to add this on. I would like every day for this next two weeks, do it and then see how it feels. You know, and if you miss a day, it's okay. Sometimes I think we miss a day and then we're like, oh, the whole thing's screwed. And I'm just going to put it all up in flames now. That's what I do. But don't do that. (laughs) Same. (laughs) Taking note. Yes, taking note, (laughs) taking note. Like if you miss one day, it's all right. Just come back the next day or later in the day. It's okay. 
But I wonder if there's like one thing you can do each day for that younger part of yourself that needs to feel loved. Like, can you picture her and just sit with her in your head each day? Maybe you carry a picture around with you and just like keep her in mind. But just something to remember her and like bring her up to where you are now and be that love and protection that she didn't have back then that she deserved. Yes. I think that that will be the opportunity that I need because, again, I did the therapist and it just wasn't for me at the time. So I think maybe if I don't consider that right now, this is the perfect alternative because I am aware that of where I was then. And I think I need to remind her that it's all going to be all right. And look at you now. Yes, things haven't been easy and you struggled here and there, but consider where you could be, but where you are. Yeah. I think that's a wonderful combination to add to my morning. Beautiful. And then I know when we talked about what your goals were for today, you also talked about wanting to stop self-sabotage. I know we talked about that briefly. Where do you feel like you see yourself sabotaging? I don't have time to address my, my mental, mental health. And I wish I had some support. Some help. Some, some help. guidance. <laughs> Whoa, big feelings weighing you down? Yup. We get that. And Wondermind understands there are always opportunities to start new habits to boost your mental health. That's why we came up with Baggage Drop. With bite-sized episodes on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, you'll get four weeks guided by professionals who can prepare you for your next moves. So do your mind a favor for Mental Health Awareness Month and listen to Wondermind's Baggage Drop wherever you enjoy podcasts. I would say in most areas of my life, as far as relationships go, I've always been super sensitive and I think that contributes to the self-sabotage. And even as far as my business goes, again, just... Seeking that excitement in other things and totally disregarding those other things that I've worked so hard for, mm. which ultimately is and has been a huge sabotage on my end. It's been a struggle as far as that goes. And do you feel yourself doing it in any ways right now, presently? I would say I have, not to the point of it's the end. But I've also had those moments of getting in my head and allowing that to, I wouldn't say sabotage me completely, but at least hinder where I am and maybe even regress me at times. I think since I've been here, I have been working on my healing journey and professional growth, but I still struggle with those moments. Again, I'm only human and I know we all do, but I think maybe just catching those moments as opposed to allowing them to potentially lead up to that end point. Yeah. I mean, with self-sabotage, it's interesting, right? Because I think we use that phrase a lot. There are times when we genuinely do it, but I think there's also times when we like, quote unquote, self-sabotage when something isn't actually for us or the situation doesn't feel right. So I'd say delineating between those two is something interesting. But then if it is that you were actually sabotaging and that you saw an opportunity for yourself and you're like, screw it, I'm just going to make myself miserable. Again, asking why, getting curious around that instinct. Why am I doing this? Is there some perceived benefit in my head or some story I get to keep writing out if I don't do the thing that I say I want to do? Like if you look at a time recently that you self-sabotaged, 
Was there any storyline of your life that you've told yourself about your life that you get to keep if you continued that sabotage behavior? And what was that? I honestly think it would be the whole seeking happiness in other people, convincing myself that I'm not going to be happy if I'm alone or if I don't have somebody to talk to every day. Mm -hmm. I think it's ultimately about mindset. I will admit I had had plenty of moments where I've not asked myself why I'm thinking that or why I'm feeling that. Again, I think that's all about intention and not allowing those moments to present themselves without considering that. So I think for you, a big part of any of these patterns that you're trying to change is going to be starting with just curiosity. Like when in doubt, ask questions. (laughs) You know, you are self-aware. You know what's happening in your life. But I think that there might be points when you don't know exactly why or if you do know why you haven't gone through to try to like change the why to something else. And I think you need to also look at the fact that like for me, for instance, I'll bring up my own experience. In all my prior relationships, I associated love with pain. Like love was never easy, never simple, never smooth. So when something starts to go wrong in my relationship, it's very easy for me to go back to that place where I'm like, oh, here we go again. Love is hard for me. And I don't know why. I just don't know how to have love and I can't hold it. And So that story is very familiar. And in this weird way, even though it's probably one of the most painful stories of my life, it's oddly comfortable because I understand it. And so there is some weird benefit of, I think, comfortability that we get from a lot of these longstanding stories, even if they're excruciatingly painful. Next time you go into any sort of self-sabotaging behavior, ask those questions And if the story that that self-sabotage is upholding is something painful, ask if you might be willing to try to invest in a different story and try to do this thing for yourself that could tell you a different story about who you are and what you can have in life. Great advice. Us overthinkers, it's hard to remind yourself that you're in control. You are thinking these thoughts because you're allowing yourself to. So I think ultimately you just have to be more considerate of that. And you don't want to like victim blame. Like you started thinking these thoughts for a good reason, right? Like things were painful and you thought these thoughts because things were happening that reflected that reality. But then we get trapped in that moment of pain and we can never write a different story because we're just building and building upon that foundation. So what I'm asking you to do is go back to that pain, heal it and build a new foundation. That's a really, really hard thing to do. But it's something we're all capable of as people. And I mean, a lot of times the lack of willingness or ability to do it, it's what's standing between us and almost everything we want. Anyway, I think it's just something to continue to work on and continue to kind of chip away at piece by piece. And your last question was how to be consistent. I feel like that's something you beat yourself up over a lot. Am I right? Yes, absolutely. Honestly, one of the biggest for sure. Do you like consistency? I like receiving consistency. However, I notice that I struggle with giving myself consistency Mm -hmm. in both professional and personal life. So I think that our culture has an over obsession with consistency. And I don't mean like showing up for someone. That's very different. You know, being consistent is good when it comes to like being a strong force in somebody's life, like doing things that you know make you feel good. Like for me, if I don't meditate every morning, 
I feel like shit. So like I have a very good reason to be consistent about that. But I don't like waking up at the same time every day. And so I've started to drop the charges on myself for needing to be consistent just because somebody told me that was the right thing to do. And so I would say to you, what are the places that you're inconsistent? What are the places that you'd like to be consistent? Do you want to be consistent in those places because you actually want to be consistent and it would benefit your life or because you feel like you're bad for not being consistent? If the answer is you want to be consistent in those areas because you think it would be good for you or it would benefit your life, then start building little incentives for yourself. Honestly, like sometimes we need that. Like Julia Cameron, when she came on my show, she said in order to force herself to write every day, she buys herself a piece of pie and gets a chai tea latte. Like do whatever it takes to do the things that help you, that help your business, that help your relationships feel good and feel safe and move forward. Do those consistencies. I want you to let go of the consistencies that you think that you need to have because somebody told you you need to have them in order to be good. Thank you. Does that resonate? That resonates completely. Yeah. (laughs) Especially with the state and position that I've been in since I've been back. I have been beating myself up because of not being consistent. Your words help to put things into perspective. I'm glad, Jessa. I mean, I think the number one thing I'm getting today is like, honestly, I just think you need a hug. Like you've been through a lot. You're a beautiful person with a warm heart who cares about other people, who is working to make a difference in her life and to create something. And you deserve the credit for what you're doing and what you're trying to build right now. And I think, yeah, it's just you deserve a hug. You deserve love. I wish I was there so I could give you one. I think you're a beautiful human being and I want you to see yourself that way. Well, thank you. I really do appreciate that. And I guess if anything, for those who are listening, I hope that they can acknowledge that when they're in a position of not quite being where they expected to be or want to be, that they aren't alone and they can absolutely pull themselves from that space. And seeking your community is the biggest thing in that. And self-love, which too many of us struggle with. Yeah. Is there anything else you want to touch on today in regard to your creativity, in regard to your businesses, your relationship to self, just life in general that we didn't hit? Honestly, you hit exactly what I was hoping to gain from this experience and more. I could not be more grateful, to be honest. I will take the virtual hug and hold on to that because I agree. I have to not be so tough on myself. Yeah. And you've been like a huge uplifter to me. I just want you to know, like, I'm so grateful for you. You've been following my show since what? Since the beginning almost. How did you even find it? (laughs) That's a good question. I think it was in a period where I was just getting back into the things that spark my interests and my passions and actually when I started running my cleaning business and I was listening to you all the time while cleaning. So that was quite a few years ago. So it was very much when I really decided to branch out as far as my entrepreneurial interests and be more independent as far as that goes. Wow. That's so cool. Well, I think what's going to happen is you're going to build out your businesses are going to be huge again. And You're going to go on this massive healing journey and really just get self-love down to a T. And then I think what you're going to do is create some project 
help other people who are in a similar life stage to what you were in in April and are coming out of now to move through it. Like, I think that's the next step. So when you're ready to talk about that, you have to come back on the show and we'll discuss how you take steps on that. Because I think that's the next move for Jessa. I honestly think you could not be any more right. And I'll acknowledge that I have also thought about what's next. And I will admit, I don't live a conventional lifestyle. And I think a lot more folks out there are pursuing that life. And we just have to acknowledge that it isn't always easy. But we figure it out along the way. Yes, we do. Well, I believe in you. And I'm so grateful that you came here. And thank you for sharing your heart and yourself today. And I'm really proud that you're rebuilding your life and working towards self-love. It's the most worthy mission that I think we'll ever undertake as people. So thank you, Jessa, and giving you a big hug and kiss from L.A. Yes. Thank you, honestly. I, again, couldn't be more grateful for this opportunity. Thanks for listening and thanks to my guest, Jessa Reed. For more info on Jessa and to support her, follow her at The Olive Gaze. Thanks to Rachel Fulton for helping edit this episode. Follow her at Rachel M. Fulton. Thanks to Liz Full for the show's theme music. Follow her at Liz Full. And again, thank you. If you like what you heard today, remember to rate, review, and follow the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Share the show with a friend and post about it on social media. Tag me at Lauren LaGrasso and at Unleash Your Inner Creative, and I will repost to share my gratitude. Attitude. Also tag the guests at the Olive Gaze so they can share as well. My wish for you this week is that you work on your own self-love. Try to find something you could do every day that gives you the loving relationship you need in your life with yourself. I love you and I believe in you. Talk with you next week. <laughs>